The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I've always been able to go back home without being violently attacked, but it's sad to think that that day may come. That's a line written by my next guest in the Irish Independent yesterday. She's made Ireland her home uh, almost two years ago, coming here from France. Her name is Sylvia Omorodian, and uh, she joins us on the line now. Sylvia, good morning. Hi, Pat. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Now, what uh, makes you feel apprehensive that you think that, you know, it will on some occasion, be not safe for you to be in the city of ours? Um, You know, after I wrote that piece, um, I think one thing that really, really stuck with me was that it's always, it almost happened for me and rather than it happened. And I think it was just the fear of knowing that one day that like I could piss someone off and then I would probably end up in the hospital or something. Um, like I said, like, you know, there have been incidents, incidents where like I would just think that, oh, you know, Sylvia, you could say one thing and everything could go wrong, you yeah. know. Um, I mean, you wrote about being in the cinema, for example, and you felt something in your hair and then realised they were throwing, some lads were throwing popcorn at you. Yes. Um, you know, initially, like, I was just, because I do a lot of solo mo- uh, movie outing on my own. It's like something I started when I moved to Dublin. And um, I was just in the cinema watching a movie that I cannot remember anymore because of this incident. Um, and then some um, teenagers were just throwing popcorn at my head. Um, at first, I didn't really pay attention to it. I thought I felt, so. I knew I felt something, but I didn't know what it was. Then when I just looked behind me, like I could see, you know, they were giggling and just taking turns, you know, throwing popcorn at my braids, just to be specific. Like I, I felt like, you know, okay, these are just pop, these are just popcorns. Uh, they are teenagers, so I might as well just ignore it for now. Then all of a sudden, I, I felt one of them pulling my braid back, you know, like so. I went, when I immediately, like the moment I felt that, I just turned and I was like, you know, can you stop that? And I just went back to the screen. And um, another one followed suit and did the same thing. And I was just like shocked, you know, because immediately I thought something that is part of my identity because suddenly become, uh, I've suddenly became like a source of amusement for, for these children. And um, I told them, you know, if you don't stop, I'm going to report you. And at this point, they stopped. But immediately the movie ended, I ran to the bathroom. Uh, I I have a younger brother. So imagine, like, somehow I'm scared of, you know, these boys, you know, just because, like, they, they might end up like, oh, if worst case scenario, I go out, they could end up pulling my braids more and it could hurt. And not even could hurt it could literally maybe even pull my hair out you know and i think this is just i mean no people might think it's like oh it's just like a light case but like there's so many ways that it could have gone wrong and i thought about them immediately like i got home and never processed it fully until like recently like literally a week um well last week when the news broke about the american tourists and i was thinking you know i know it's not a very like close comparison but for me it felt like a little bit more of like annoyance from their parts and it could have ended another way Now you also talk about someone who is aggressively begging and looking for spare change, invading your space and you thought his attitude was you know, entitled, demanding expecting and you said no, what happened then? 
Yeah. Um, this case is something I would call it a white privilege, you know, in terms of like for some, somehow he felt entitled that if I do not give him money, then I don't deserve to be here. He, uh, you know, to think there's seven words, so get the F word out of this country would just re- literally ruin my whole, whole day. So like, I felt like, you know, you're asking for money. And I kindly said, oh, sorry, I don't have any spare change. And this was the man who was in front of me, almost like I couldn't even breathe anymore. And um, the moment I said that, he then told me those exact words. I, I At first, I was like, maybe it's just my, you know, my mind playing games with me. So I even said, sorry, what? And he repeated the exact same thing. But this time it was so loud, you could hear it from the other side of the road because I was about to cross the street. And um, And he said, get the F out of this country was his attitude. Now, um, people may have gathered that you're French from your accent. Uh, They won't know from your uh, accent or your voice that um, you are a woman of of colour. Um, yes. W- what do you think it is that would potentially target you? Is it the fact that you're a woman, the fact that you're black, the fact that you're from France? Um, I think it's, you know, I made it very specific to say, you know, black, non-Irish woman. So those three things did play a factor in this incident um, like incidents and stuff. So, like, first of all, like, you know, already, like, if I don't open my mouth, like, already the first thing he saw was my skin color. Okay, she's probably from Africa, you know, and she should be so privileged to be here. And I would love to say I am originally from Nigeria, and I'm very proud to be Nigerian. But but I am also proud that I'm also proud to be here because, like, in less than two years, I've been able to achieve my dream of being a journalist. So I don't think anyone could you you know could say those things to me and make me feel less of a person or less of who I am or less of my identity as well. So yeah, and the second one, being non-Irish, like you know, as, as you can tell from my accents, I'm very much not Irish, and um, so like. Those, that's a second factor. And being a woman, probably, again, like she's probably defenseless. She will not be able to, you know, to talk back or even to fight back. And I think those three factors did play a, a huge, huge, like, factor for me. And I spoke to my friends about it and they were like, you know, uh, it's part of our reality now. And that really stuck by me because it shouldn't be, I shouldn't be okay about it. But somehow I am because... It is actually part of our reality yeah. now. And, and Sylvia, by and large, though, your experience of living in Dublin has been a positive one. Is that so? Oh, yes. Yes. Dublin has become a second home to me. And uh, I, my family and I, we've moved around a lot. So, so Ireland would be my fifth country that I've lived in, but the first one I've independently moved to. And in less than two years, I have made so many great memories here that I would never, ever take for granted. And it is a home to me. Like, you know, when I go back home to France, I'm always telling my family, okay, so it's time to go home now. And you're like, you're home. I know, but I'm going to my home. Well, Sylvia, I hope that uh, you remain safe and that, you know, you have to be vigilant. You know, that's the the reality of it. Uh, Be you man, woman, be you black or white. um, Some of the people at large there uh, take no prisoners. 
Yeah, no, I do agree with that. I think it's also to say that, um, like, even more than policing and all that, I do want to say that, like, no one should believe that they are above the law or the law doesn't um, apply to them because in one way or another, people, a lot of people do go scot-free with, you know, racial abuse and stuff like that. Sylvia, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.